only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live.
whether it's few, whether it's lot, whether there's support, whether if it's really you. That's why when we read God's word, it matter it doesn't matter who Jesus was talking to. It's written in red. Why? Because it didn't matter to Jesus whether he was about to be hung on the cross, he still spoke God's word. Whether he was about to be whether he was about to be beaten, he still spoke God's word. Whether or not he was speaking to thousands of people on the mountainside, he still spoke God's word. Whether or not he was speaking to the to the woman by the well, he still spoke God. Every and that's an example because that's who he was. See, that's who he was. That's what he was all about. So, you know, whether people were looking at him or whether not, he was still. See, and that's where we want to be children of God. We've been working on a topic, God's got a better way. So keep in mind whatever we got cooked up or whatever we whatever we are into, God's way is a better way. We looked at capital we look still looking at capital A in our outline. All the people, even tax collectors. All the people, even tax collectors. We looked yesterday at Luke chapter seven, verse twenty nine. We want to take a look today at Matthew chapter five, verse forty six. Now Matthew chapter five is one of the most potent chapters in the Bible. Very potent because this is, you know, it's almost completely written in red. You know, other than the description uh, that when Jesus saw the crowds on verse 1 and went up the mountainside and sat down, the disciples came to him. He began to teach them everything else in that chapter is in red. Everything else in Matthew chapter 5 is Jesus talking. Is the son of the most high, the true and living God talk. Everything else. Very potent, very powerful chapter. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 46 from the New International Version. Jesus said, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Capital A, all the people, even tax collectors. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus mighty name. Again, we thank you, Father, another beautiful day. Thank you for provisions, protection. Thank you, Father, for hidden blessings, blessings that you have, especially for us, your little children, for directing our feet and directing our paths right to the place of our blessing. We give you glory, honor, and praise, Father. We thank you for peace. We thank you for joy and love. We thank you for uh, happiness, Father. Thank you for the ability to be able to produce wealth, to be able to enjoy it, to be able to experience and taste of the abundant life that uh, you came that we might have. We just appreciate you so much, Father. And we pause reverently today to give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor that you so richly deserve. We pray, Father, that you will fill our mouths with your word, with your wisdom, that your people uh, who are tuning in in various corners and quadrants of the earth, may they be blessed by your words, by your spirit, by your anointing. Let your name take all glory, all honor, and praise. Use us, Father, as instruments to do your good, pleasing, and perfect will, that your kingdom may expand and grow and fill the earth with your uh, people, with your righteousness, and your desire. Father, we are touching and agreeing, asking the Spirit, and trusting that you are going to do these things for us. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. All the people, even tax collectors. Now, if you look at Matthew chapter 5, shortly after Jesus 
called his first disciples. I love this chapter because what Jesus deals with in so many places in this particular chapter is the craziness that was being taught during his day compared to the sound doctrine that Jesus was bringing their way. It was craziness. God said just like there's craziness being preached and taught today, there was craziness being preached and taught in Jesus' day. But Jesus brought the people back to God's word. You say, Apostle, what, 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 why is that important? It's important for us, children of God. I don't know what your title, what your classification, what your – it's important for us, especially in ministry, to bring people back to the word of God. It's a lot of craziness. The Bible says there are many false prophets that have gone out among you. A lot of craziness being preached and taught, and I'm talking about every Sunday morning and in different churches around, around the world and, and, and all over the place. But we have a responsibility to bring people back just as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. See, he was our leader. He was our example. See, he was our teacher. If Christ is your teacher, then that means you're going to do like him. And what did Christ do? He, 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 he exposed, one of the things he did was he exposed nonsensical false doctrine and he brought people back to the words of the true and living God well if he's our teacher we're gonna do the same you out there you don't want to attack false doctrine you out there you can't discern false doctrine you can't discern nonsensical preaching and teaching you can't discern when some stuff is not in the word then then then, then you're not being like Christ in Matthew chapter 5 you keep seeing Jesus keep saying about the same thing over and over in dealing with false doctrine and we have that same kind of power, we have that same kind of responsibility, and we have that same kind of mandate from God to be able to spot and discern craziness and to be able to show people and tell people what the truth of God is. You say, Apostle, give us an example, please. All right, my brother or my sister. In Matthew 5 and 21, Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But then Jesus come back in verse 22. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. In other words, Jesus said, this is what you've been hearing. This is what's been taught. This is what people have been saying. But Jesus said, look, I'm going to take you deeper into this thing here. All right. You go back. One of the same, but one of the same said before it goes any further. Look at Matthew 5 and 27. You have heard that it was said. But then come back verse 28. But I tell you. Look at verse 31. It has been said. But look at verse 32. But I tell you, look at verse 33. Again, you have heard that it was said, but look at uh, verse 34. But I tell you, he kept right on dealing with, you know, uh, Jesus was bringing people into a deeper revelation of the truth of God. See, not that, not that you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not murder. You know, not that that was uh, anything wrong with that, but Jesus said, look, Christianity is deeper than the law. See, a lot of this, what they were saying was, was the law. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. All right, that's the law. But then Jesus said, look, Christianity is deeper than the law. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her. So, so understand that, you know, Jesus dealt with a couple of things. He dealt with what the people had been hearing, and he now deals with what the people need to hear. 
See, all of us been hearing something. That's that's how we have shaped our our lives. That's why we believe like we believe and we think like we do well like we do. Because we heard. Somebody told us. Whatever whatever you doing, whatever I'm doing, somebody told us to do that. Well the question is whether or not uh, uh what they told us or what was told to us was in line with God or not. Jesus, look, you can't just make it now just not murdering. Just not, Jesus, look, you can't make it now just not committing the act. Because just as certain as there is a physical act of wrong, there is a spiritual act of wrong. Jesus, look, I'm not just dealing with the physical act of wrong anymore. Watch this now. All of these, you have heard that was said, do not murder. Murder is a physical act. You have heard it said, don't commit adultery. Adultery is a physical act. You have heard it said, you know, if you divorce your wife, you've you got to give her a written, but there's a, it's a physical act. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath. That's a physical act. You have heard that it was said, eye for an eye, two for two. That's a physical act. Jesus said, I'm getting ready to take you to the heart of these physical acts. Because God said, what I want to do, I don't want to just clean up your physical acts. I want to clean up your spiritual acts. I want to clean up what's going on in your heart. So, no, just not killing somebody is not enough. You could go, you could get so angry with your brother that, you know, or you haul off and call your brother Raka, which means empty head or fool. And, and, and Jesus said, look, if you, anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Just what, just that that's going on in your heart. No, you ain't killed him. You ain't actually shot him or actually hit But that, that anger that you are carrying in your heart, Lord said, are you subject to judgment? God says, I'm judging that too. No, you might didn't go out and have no, didn't commit no adultery on your wife or on your husband. But you sitting there lusting after your brother or lusting after your sister or lusting after, God said, I got, I got, I'm judging that. So God is not just judging what we do. God is judging what we think. God is not just judging what we say. God is judging what we mean. What you mean by that? You know? Well, what you trying to say? Sarcasm, innuendos. God said, I'm judging all of that. Trying to be slick, trying to be... God said, ah, I'm judging all of that. So Jesus come on down here and he deal with verses 43 through 48. And I've been in countries where they act just like this is not written in the scripture. And just about every time I go into some of them places where people act like it's not in scripture, I'll start preaching that. Because this is in the scripture. Love for enemies. You have, again, Jesus said, you have heard it was said, love your neighbor, hate your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You had heard it said, love your enemy, love your neighbor, hate your enemy. Now, I don't even know if that's scripture. But see, like I, like I was sharing with you earlier, Jesus dealt with a couple of things here in this, in this, these, with these beatitudes. 
he dealt with some aspects of the Mosaic law that he was now taking people into a deeper revelation of. And then he just he dealt with some stuff that was just out and out craziness that people was believing and, and people was going by. That this that won't scripture. It's just the hate your enemy. But Jesus said, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. So well, what do we understand? We understand here that in order to be sons of God, there's some things we got to do. In order to be sons of God, there are requirements. In order to be sons of God, there are prerequisites. Oh, we can claim we sons of God all day. But God said there's going to be some fruit. A banana, a, 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 an apple tree can claim all day. It's a, it's a banana tree. But will you just stand back and watch the fruit? We'll know exactly what you are in a minute. Because fruit tells the story. Fruit tells what you are. That's why the scripture talks about how a tree is known by its fruit. You go to uh, uh, the, the, the plant store, and they got a, a banana tree sitting up in there, but got a sign post on it saying apple tree. You crazy if you can buy that thing thinking that it's a apple tree, and you looking right there, and it's bananas all over it, bananas everywhere. Well, what you're gonna have to what you have to realize is even though they may have apple tree on the signpost, you realize that that signpost is wrong. That signpost goes somewhere else because the fruit tells me what it is, not what it's claimed to be. So it is when it come down to apostle, or apostle, or prophet. No, your fruit tells me what you are, not what you're claiming. Fruit. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. That you may be sons of your father in heaven. Watch this. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. Well, what is God letting us to know? God said, Robert, I love everybody. God said, Robert, just because they're evil, that don't mean I don't love them. Just because they're good, that don't mean I do. God said, I love, love. God said, my love is not the issue at hand. People being sent to hell has nothing to do with God's love. It has to do with your lack of love for God. And one of the saints said, and the choices you made. They ain't sent to hell. That ain't God don't send people to hell because he hates them. No, he hated that sin that you refused to let go of. He hated that unbelief that you, that you clung to. So now you and the unbelief got to be thrown to hell. But I guarantee you this, there ain't nobody in hell that don't believe. Everybody's a believer in hell. Because see, now they know. That is, 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 is what God, the punishment of the wages of sin is there. Now they know. God was saying, look, you, if you would have believed me before you had to experience this, then you wouldn't have had to experience this. Everybody that get thrown out of a car in an accident for not, without wearing a seatbelt, everybody knows that they should have had a seatbelt on after they've been thrown through the windshield. But what the, the law and, and, and many individuals and car makers and, and, and safety experts are saying is, look, you don't have to experience that 
before you realize the truth of that. My encouragement to you, don't have to experience hell before you realize the truth that there is such a place. Don't have to experience the curses of God before you realize the truth that God will curse you if you don't do what's right. Don't have to experience HIV before you realize that unprotected sex can get you HIV. God causes the sun to rise on the even good. Why? Because God, God sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Why? That's because I love them both. That's why. It ain't like, uh, you know, sun come up for the righteous and the unrighteous still be walking around in physical darkness. Yeah. They still, they, the sun come up, they get, they get some physical light too. Now they might be walking around in spiritual darkness. As I said, Robert, take them deep in that right there. And I'm just kind of waiting on the Lord here because it says he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. Now, that's physically. You don't just want the physical sun to rise on you. You want the spiritual sun to rise on you. Now, just like there are some things that the physical sun will do for our physical bodies, there are some spiritual things that the spiritual son will do to our spiritual man. The physical son will bring you warmth, help keep you alive, help cause things grow. Well, the spiritual son will give you a warmth, keep you alive in the spirit, and help you grow in the spirit. Scripture talks about rain on the righteous as well as the unrighteous. You don't just want rain physical rain. You want spiritual rain. Spirit, physical rain will help your crops grow. Make sure you have something to drink. You know, make sure you, you have water to drink. Well, spiritual rain will call the rain from heaven, the word of God as he rains it down. If you look at God's word as rain, will help you grow spiritually and will satisfy the, 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 the drought of your soul. So we got a physical sun, we got physical rain, we got spiritual sun. We got spiritual rain. I just say, look, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Jesus, look, that's one that's one clear way to, to let you know that you really don't know the Lord. You love those who love you. Jesus said, look, I don't operate like that. God doesn't operate like that. Now, bear in mind that love takes on many facets and many forms. God loves those who love him. God loves those who hate him. You and I are supposed to still love those who love us, but we're supposed to also love those who hate us. If we can't love those who hate us, then we're really not operating in the capacity of the essence of our Heavenly Father. 
God says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Now, what we say we're talking about, capital all the people, even tax collectors, all the people, most people going to love those who love them. Most people are going to be nice to people that are nice to them. But can you love those who hate you? Can you do good to those who you know are trying to do bad to you? Like I said, now you are moving into a more complete spirituality. Now you're moving into maturity in the things of God. Tax collectors. Now, now, just about everybody in in Israel, you know, when you mention tax collector, their face will get turned up. You know, tax collectors had a very bad reputation. So Jesus, look, you know, if you're doing that right there, you're not doing much more than tax collectors. Most everybody felt like tax collectors was on their way to hell, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Most everybody felt like tax collectors. They were just missing... They were just so far away from everything. Jesus said, if all you're doing is loving those who love you, you know, you ain't, you ain't doing no more than tax collectors, you, you know. And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? In other words, pagans is doing that. People don't even believe in God. They, they greet those that are, they, they greet their brothers. They'll speak to their brothers. Jesus said, what? Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus told his disciples on one occasion, he said, unless your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. In other words, unless it goes beyond. Pharisees doing things at this level, they praying, they fasting, they studying the word. Jesus said, unless your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees, you shall in no wise enter the kingdom of God. What is God trying to let us know? Even tax collectors, he said, look, your righteousness got to exceed tax collectors. Your righteousness got to exceed Pharisee. Children of God, we got to exceed the generation that we live in. We got to exceed. We got to ex- exceed. We got to go beyond. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you wonder, Apostle, why are you preaching and teaching like this every day? You know, I ain't never known no church that had church every day. I know, I realize we got to exceed. If we want to enter into the kingdom of God, we got to exceed. You got Pharisees going to church today. What's a Pharisee? Pharisee is symbolic of a play actor, a hypocrite, somebody that ain't real about what they're doing. They're doing it. They're acting like, they're pretending like. You got Pharisees going all over and going to church every day. But they're not real. God says you got to exceed. You got to go beyond the form and you got to be filled. That's why God don't just give us a form of the Holy Spirit. He fills us with the Holy Spirit. God will give a form, but then he fills it. God, that's one of the that's one of the patterns of God. You'll see that throughout the scripture. God first make the ocean, then he fill it up with fish and, and all kind of stuff. God make the heaven, then he fill it up with birds. God make the earth, then he fill it up with man. God will form, and then God will fill. You cannot fill anything that has not been formed. God formed Adam's body out of the dust of the earth, then he filled it. 
filled it up with the human spirit. And, 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 and man, when the spirit and the body reacted, man became a living soul. You've got to understand God's got patterns. God got certain ways he do things every single day, just about. And every now and then he'll shake you up. He'll shake us up. But for the most, God is a pattern God. He's a pattern God. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get? You need to start establishing. If you want to be more like God, you've got to start establishing some, some of God's patterns. God's got certain ways he thinks. Every now and then he'll shake you up. Every now and then he'll shake you up. But God be doing stuff. Just God bring, I was looking at uh, 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 God bringing the sun up. I went online and looked at the winter solstice, I think it is, December 21st. Because I remember around December 21st, it was dark around here almost 5 p.m. Sun, sunset was at 5.07 p.m. Then I looked at, I think when I did it, it was January 6th. I looked at sunset at, at, on January 6th at about 5.17. About 5.17. Well, what's happening now? Now that we've passed the winter solstice, which was the shortest day of the year, we're now moving toward the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year. So days are getting a little, little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Until June 21st, then days will start getting what? Shorter and shorter and shorter. Well, look at God. God brings sun up just about every day. Man can almost predict when the sun going to come up. I'm, I'm looking at something here, children of God. I'm, I'm... All right, we've got uh, one of the neighborhood dogs that has come in through the fence and is walking around the swimming pool like he's just about to take a dip. Let me get back to the word of God here. So, what do we understand? God has got patterns. Got patterns. You want to achieve greatness, then you need to have great patterns. You want to achieve growth in your spiritual life, then you've got to, uh, you've got to uh, um, uh, work on patterns that will bring you to growth. Patterns, patterns. God is very big on patterns. You know, for the most part, people will either spend eternity with God based on their patterns, the proper patterns, or individuals will spend eternity in hell based on the wrong patterns. Patterns. The scripture tells us, do not conform any longer to the what? Pattern of this world. The world has a pattern. The world has a way of thinking, a way of doing things. Over. And what is a pattern? It's over and over and over. It's a repeated Something over and over and over and over. The scripture tells us don't give up the habit, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Well, what is our meeting together? It's a pattern. It's a, it's a habit. God tells us there's certain, see, some of you all on the sound of my voice, you don't got no problem. Well, keep right on smoking. Or keep right on overeating. Or keep right on not exercising. What are those? Those are bad patterns, bad habits. God wants us to replace bad patterns, bad habits, with good patterns and good habits. Same way I can, I can, get, in, I can get into not exercise, I can get into exercising. Same way I can get into overeating, I can get into to cutting back on my food. Same way I can get into laying around watching TV, I can get into studying God's Word. It's my, my patterns, your patterns, my habits, your habits are matters of choices. It's choice. It's you that chose to love and me that chose to love 
bad patterns and bad habits. And the same way we can choose to love bad patterns and bad habits, we can choose to love good patterns and good habits. It's you out there and me that chose to, to love our, our neighbors and hate our enemies. God said, look, I'm trying to get you to establish a new what? Pattern. Get you to establish a new what? Habit. And that's, when you look at Matthew chapter 5, that's basically what the Lord, you have heard that it was said. It was said. In other words, these were patterns. These were habits that the people been going with. Jesus said, I want you to establish new pattern, new habits. If we can sit down on our butt and watch television every day, surely we can sit down and, 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 and hear from God every day. If we can get on social media or search the Internet or, or be on Snapchat or Facebook, and surely we can sit down and, and hear from God every day. If we can hear from people in countries and nations that we may probably never see or never meet, surely we can sit down and hear from the true and living God, which we will stand before. Your habits. Your patterns. They're your choices. And they're going to be judged. God says, I'm judging habits, habits, and I'm judging patterns. He's giving us here how to establish the right habit, the right habits, and the right patterns. All the people, even tax collectors. See, so look, tax collectors. Tax collectors doing that. You know? Tax collectors doing that. I don't care what I don't care what the creature is in creation. They have habits and they have patterns. They just have everything. I don't care. A great white shark, a puppy, a cat. There's uh, everything. Everything. Everybody has habits and they have patterns. That's why as soon as somebody get in trouble, you know, a lot of times what they do, they go back. What they do with Bill Cosby, all right? We done gone in and we done found his habits and his patterns. Why are all these women coming forward? Well, habits and patterns. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, I ain't saying whether it's guilty or whether not not guilty, but, you know, you know, most of us have habits and patterns. Whether they're good or whether they're bad, we got habits and patterns. What do they do? How do they find a lot of time they get child molesters and different things? They go in, they check their habits and their patterns. You know, they come in, you know, you know, mess around and got accused by one of the little children in the neighborhood. They'll come in and interview all the little children in the neighborhood. Habits and patterns. What do they do? They get characters that, that, that you know, blown up different things. They come in and get their computer, you know, go in and find out where they've where they been, the history of their searches. On such and such a day, they were searching how to make a bomb. On such and such a day, they ordered or ordered certain chemicals. On such a day, well, habits and patterns, habits and patterns. Habits and patterns. So while Christianity, children of God, it's a, it's a, um, a constant struggle to establish good habits and good patterns. Most times, you know, people that live real, real long, most times, they got some habits and patterns that have helped aid that. The 
Everything that you and I are doing on a constant and continuous basis in our life, it's either a habit and a pattern that is helping us or a habit or a pattern that is hurting us. God's got a better way. God, whatever habits and patterns we are involved in, God's got a better, he's got better habits. He's got better patterns for us. And that's, that's what God wants. That's one of the things God wants to give us. That's one of the things that, that this new life is all about, new habits, new patterns. You were going to the club every Friday and Saturday night. Now you're going to prayer meeting. New habits, new patterns. Father, in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you and we praise you. We appreciate you, Father, for everything that you have said to us, through us, and for us, Father. You have given us more than just food for thought. You've given us food for our our very soul and our very existence, and we, we thank you. We pray, Father, that you'll forgive us of the habits and patterns that you are not pleased with and continue to encourage us and, and exhort us into habits and patterns that you are, that uh, you may gain all the glory from our lives and from the work that you have set our hands to do. We pray, Father, that someone has been convicted and converted today, that they have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, been forgiven of their sins, and filled with your blessed Holy Spirit, that they may experience the newness of life that Christ came for uh, us to have. Again, we thank you and we praise you. Trust, Father, that you're going to do these things for us and even more in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Question one. All right, what are some things, what are three things the physical son can do for us and what are three things the spiritual son can do for us? Good question. Question two. All right, all creatures have what? And then number three, what was one of Jesus' patterns in Matthew chapter five? What was one of Jesus' patterns in Matthew chapter 5? You can reach us through email at the Christian Church at gmail.com. Check our website at www.archurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Streetcast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try ID 17959. Streetcast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you in heaven's morning. You in Jesus' name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.